Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Radio Hour. As always, I am Luke Sawhook. NFL preseason is officially over, and we are moving towards NFL regular season week one. Full steam ahead, which means that fantasy football draft season is fully upon us. Uh, We only have 10 days left to get those drafts in and get ready to go before the start of NFL season, guys. Uh, So, yeah, we'd love to take some questions from everybody here. Uh, if you just want to hit the request to speak button in the bottom right hand corner of your screen, we'll get you up and start uh, start the question train rolling here. Steve, what's up, man? How's it going, Luke? Doing great, dude. Uh, non-fantasy related question for you. What is the one matchup you're most looking forward to in week one? Uh, if it is the Steelers, pick somebody else because I know that's your uh, favorite team. <laughs> it's not the Steelers because we're probably going to get smoked by the Bengals, but it's okay. Um, I think my matchup I'm looking forward to the most in week one is probably going to be the Thursday night game, the Bills and the Rams. That's going to be a lot of fun. Those are two really good teams. Uh, it's going to be a great way to kick off the NFL season. I know that I'm stoked. Uh, it's going to be a great way to, to kick off the year with a, one of the best matchups you possibly could make in the NFL this season. So that's probably my favorite matchup from week one this year. Uh, but there's plenty of good games going on. There's also, I think it was... Um, Chargers Broncos or something like that. There's a there's a big time uh, AFC West matchup as well. Uh, let me find it here. But uh, yeah, I, I'm stoked for the NFL Week One to actually be here. I've uh, been talking in circles for months and months and months this off season. Actually, get to watch people play football this year, which I am stoked about. It's gonna be a lot of fun to see uh, what is going on across the NFL this year. All right, guys, let's get some fantasy football questions rolling here. We have 27 people in here besides myself. Uh, hit the request to speak button in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. We'd love to come up and have you guys talk. All right, just another Bengals fan coming on up here. I'm sure he's going to have uh, some fun stuff to say about Bengals Steelers week one. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, Bengals fan, what's up, man? You're muted. Oh, he's a listener now. Cool. Uh, Mike, go ahead, man. Hey, what's going on? Not much, dude. You can't trust those Bengals fans. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm a Steelers Steelers fan, I had to say that. So, with that being said, um, hearing the news about Liz Frank and Najee, where do you rank him in running backs now? Does that affect you, and where do you – Liz Frank? He's a Liz Frank injury? Well, he said he was recovering from a Liz Frank. Tomlin had said he just held him out because his foot got stepped on for like the last three weeks, and he's played – He he has been dealing with a Liz Frank sprain. He suffered early on in the preseason. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. You still have him as a top um, five guy? Yeah, I, I don't have him as a top five guy. I've always had him outside my top five. He's like my RB7, I think, this year. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like Najee a lot. I think he's going to have another really good year. The volume is really high, and that's what's important for your fantasy running back. So, yeah, I like Najee for sure. I'm not too concerned about the about the Liz Frank sprain, especially if he played in the preseason finale yesterday. Sure. They definitely would have held him out if it was anything super concerning. So, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I right, so it over to Drew. What's up, Drew? Also, guys, if you guys want to ask some questions, hit the request to speak button on the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Anyone and everyone is welcome, even if we've never talked before. Come up and ask a question. I appreciate it. Drew, what's up, man? Hey, Luke. First time listening to your show. How are you? I'm doing great, um, man. Thank you so much for coming out. It means a lot. That's that's awesome, man. So do you do as a, a podcast as well or just this on Twitter? Uh, yeah, this is a podcast as well. I just record this live and then I release uh, these recordings live after the show on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that good stuff. I've been lazy with recording them lately. I've been forgetting to hit, make them as a recording and downloading them. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely, as the season approaches, make sure that these get recorded and sent out to the podcast streaming platform. So yeah, if you guys ever want to listen to the replays of this, or if you miss a show, or you come in late, or you want to catch the beginning or whatnot, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, sending these out to streaming platforms after the show's over. That's that's perfect, man. Last question. I'll keep it real brief. Um, I'm a <laughs> you Raiders. Don't, fan. You don't have to keep it brief, man. We have a full hour. Don't worry about it. I'm a Raiders fan, so Raider Nation for life. You know, us Raiders fans were a little bit crazy. Um, I know that everyone's been fading Waller hard since Adams joined the Raiders. But I think that fantasy-wise, I don't know what your opinion is. I think that's a really bad move because, in my opinion, that makes Waller that much more valuable in the red zone, especially when you look at, like, the coaching scheme and Josh McDaniels. Waller's already gone on record in interviews and said that Josh McDaniels plans on using him kind of like a Gronkowski. So um, we saw what Gronkowski did in New England. What are your thoughts on Waller? Is he still, like, tight end two? No, um, in my opinion, listen, I like Darren Waller. I really do. I think he's an excellent player. Um, but unfortunately, I'm in at his cost. I think he's too expensive. I think that in general, he's a great fantasy player, and I think he's going to be a top five tight end again this season. But I don't prefer to draft him where he's going right now at his ADP just because I prefer the other options. Just because I think there's a touch of uncertainty there in the situation now in Las Vegas with Darren Waller with the addition of Devontae Adams. Listen, you know, Darren Waller has been excellent, mostly due in part to him being an absolute target hog. And while I do expect him to still command a really large target here, I think that Darren Waller should bring a little bit of hesitancy to fantasy managers in the sense of, you know, he's a target hog, right? Hunter Renfro's a target hog, and Devontae Adams is a target hog. And Devontae Adams is going to take preference over Darren Waller in the passing game. So I love, listen, I love Waller, but I think there's other options I prefer a tight end this year at cost. Um, I just think that there's a little bit of uncertainty in the mix that I'm not too fond of with the addition of Devontae Adams there. Hope that helps, Drew, man. I really appreciate you coming out and checking out the show. Thank you so much. All right, let's toss it over to Dolly. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up? I have a question for you. Uh, RB-wise, uh, how do you feel about uh, Fournette and uh, ETM being one RB1 and 2? Uh, I have really good receivers, so how do you feel about uh, Leonard this year? Yeah, I, mean, I would feel happy if I had those guys in my running back one and RB2 on my fantasy team. You know, I think Travis Etienne is a – I have him as a top 20 running back in my rankings. And, you know, running – or, oh, God, I can't talk. RB2s are top 24. And Leonard Fournette I have as a uh, top 10 running back in my rankings. And, you know, as an RB1, that's great because it's top 12. Uh, you know, he was a top five uh, points per game running back last season for Tampa. You know, he's going to be on the field because Tom Brady's going to want him on the field. His pass blocking, his between-the-tackles running ability, his receiving ability. I mean, he's a total package for what you're looking for in an NFL running back, and he's going to see a large workload in uh, Tampa once again this season. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I would feel very confident in those guys uh, with your team build, especially with strong wide receivers. Those two running backs can absolutely get the job done for you 100%. Yeah, and then I got Cooper Cup, so hopefully he rides me home. He definitely um, will, man, for sure. Okay, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. No problem. Hmm? All right, let's toss it over to, uh, I think, Rhodes underscore Jason requested to speak next. What's up, man? How are you? Luke, what is going on? Not much, dude. Hang so, on. so tomorrow at 4 o'clock is cut-down date. Uh, what do you think we could see? What players do you think could be the most impacted um, by the cut-down? Talking dynasty-wise. And also, do you think uh, – 
The LaVisca trade today severely uh, hurts Terrence Marshall Jr.'s uh, value in the short term and in the long term. Man, I'll start with the, the back half of that question. Terrace Marshall is kind of gross. Levis Kishnall kind of gross. Um, I think both of those guys have some, like, really deep fantasy value. Um, but I don't really plan on banking on either of them this season. And, and in terms of roster cuts, I don't really have any names at the top of my head that I think are going to get cut uh, that I have an eye on necessarily. Uh, but I, I will say this. There's always going to be people that surprise, right? Like, today I did not expect the Miami Dolphins to cut Sony Michelle. I thought that Sony was going to have a role on this team this year uh, as the RB3 behind, uh, you know, Mostert and Edmonds, or maybe even the RB2 behind Edmonds. Um, you never really know in the NFL. There's always a lot of surprises. I'm sure there'll be some cap casualties and whatnot that'll happen that um, could be pretty interesting. Uh, it, there's always surprises on cut down, always. So I don't really have anyone at the top of my head, but I'm sure we'll see some people that surprise us. All right. Appreciate the question, man. I appreciate you and all your support, man. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. I toss it over to Cooper real quick because Cooper's a Panthers fan and he's also a dog. What's up, Cooper? What's up, Luke? I'm actually to backpack off what he said. For starters, the first cut guy that I think I think most people realize he's not worth of anything now, but his ADP is still kind of high on a couple of platforms. Is Ronald Jones is rumored to be a heavy cut candidate? Just a quick side. That's note. That's a great one. one, actually. I forgot about that. Yes. Um, but. LaVisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall-wise, as someone who has, is in a lot of deep dynasty leagues, I stash – actually, even – I'm a Panthers fan. Before LaVisca was on the Panthers, I have a lot of LaVisca and Terrace Marshall just sitting on my bench just because the upside's there. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the presumed wide receiver, too, and I'd say he's pretty comfortably the wide receiver, too, thanks to the career season he had two years ago. But he was pretty disappointing last year, and LaVisca Chenault and Terrace Marshall both have – I think they have upside, but also super low floors. Don't go out and get them or anything like that. But if they're on your bench, I think it's worth the roster spot to have the upside. And I'm seeing rumors already from some Panthers reporters on Twitter that LaVisca Chenault is rumored to play a wide receiver slash running back role similar to Debo Samuel. Probably less volume. Oh, here we go. The next Debo Samuel, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, 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 whoa. I never said that. Just that's I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. They, they, they said they want to use him as a wide receiver, running back, hybrid player, which he was used in Jacksonville like that on occasion. He's a good – he's a great yards after catch receiver. He's an offensive weapon kind of player. He's, yeah. He's kind of like a Cordero Patterson kind of guy. In terms I would of how he's real and how he could be used. You know, you can, you can do everything on the field. He's an offensive weapon more than a wide receiver yeah. or a running back or whatever. I agree. I don't think him or Terrace Marshall is going to be any good. I don't think – I think at best they're an average – not even at best. I think what if I had to guess between those two and Shai Smith actually has been really good at camp and at preseason, one of them is going to be an average wide receiver three, probably maybe slightly below average wide receiver three. But the upside's there for Terrace Marshall or LaVisca to take a wide receiver two role in Carolina. So if you have him on your bench, I'd hold on. In Dynasty, we should clarify again. In, in Dynasty. Dynasty. In Redraft, do not breathe on either Redraft, of those Redraft, they should be sitting at the bottom of your waiver wire. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Cooper. I appreciate you, bro. All right, let's toss it to uh, Connor real quick because I'm sure he's going to – Oh, he always has something to say. He always has something to add to the conversation. What's up? Oh, uh, what's up, Luke? How you doing? Oh, my God. I, like, unmuted and muted my mic six times in a row. I didn't know what was happening. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> um. Okay, so – I was I was wondering. This is kind of like just a out there question, but who do you think? What player in week one do you think will surprise the most? 
Man, that's a great question. That's a really good question. Let me look up NFL Week One schedules. I feel like there's going to be, man, there's there's always overreactions to Week One, right? And it's a big problem with yeah. football. I think Daryl Henderson could surprise a lot of people in Week One. I think that he could get a lot bigger role than people would expect for the Cam Akers relationship. I've right. been kind of down on Cam Akers this offseason just because I think that this is going to be more of a committee than people expect. Um, you know, we've seen some similar usage to kind of support that narrative in preseason. And I think Henderson was, you know, pretty reliable for the Rams last year. I think that he's going to have a bigger role than people could anticipate. I think, ooh, I don't know. I mean, like a blow-up game. Like, I know I know, you said Daryl Henderson, but, like, right. somebody that could really, blow like. blow-up game. Hmm. I think I think a David Bell blow up game could be really interesting for the Browns. Yeah, um, that's a guy I I would have an eye on. Um, man, um, somebody that would be here. the week Hello. one like number one pickup. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, I was gonna ask if I could add one because I got a pretty big one. I think. Okay. Green yeah. Bay's leading receiver week one, whoever it may be. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins week one. Let's rock. It could be Watkins, Watson, Dalbs, Randall Cobb for all I care. I there there might be a guy there that's like flex worthy throughout the season. No, you're Maybe. definitely right. If they, if one of them overperforms like ten points or more, they're gonna be like at the top of waiver wires. Think about I'm trying to look at like running backs or something like that. I think Zamir White for the Raiders could have a good game. I think that it's gonna right. be a committee for the Raiders. I don't think it's going to be a clear-cut Josh Jacobs RB1 situation anymore with Josh McDaniels coming over from New England. I think he's going to try to implement a committee there. And I think if Samir White you know, happens to get a touchdown in like 40, 50, 60 yards on the ground, which I think is a pretty you know, decently possible range of outcomes for him in week one, like towards the ceiling, I think he could definitely be up there on waiver wires. Same with the Chiefs. You know, Isaiah Pacheco could have a good game. Cardinals, right. you know, you could look at Eno Benjamin could have a really good game. Maybe Rondell Moore could come out of nowhere and surprise a lot of people. Um, I don't think he's on waivers in most leagues, but he could be one. Jahan Dotson can have a huge game for the Cowboys week one. Julio Jones could have a week a huge week <laughs> one for the Buccaneers. My boy, my dog, my ride or die, Julio Jones. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be some value from the uh, – I don't know. I, I don't really know. I think that's all the guys that really come to the, off the top of my head for me. Maybe Wanda yeah. Robinson has a big game in week one for the Giants. Or will be one more I had to throw in there too. I have one in mind, kind of, and, and don't hate me for this, but it could be Mike Davis. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I definitely I, – listen, I do not like J.K. Dobbins this season, and don't hate me, J.K. Dobbins lovers, because I love J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a stud, and I think he's in a great situation, but he's not healthy. You know, his ACL injury plus additional ligament damage is very severe. Uh, he's off my draft board this season at cost, just to be clear. Um, I think that Mike Davis or Tyler Beatty, it's looking like Mike Davis is going to get the RB1 there if J.K. Dobbins is you know, struggling to stay healthy to start the year, which I think he's going to. He's not going to be close to 100% to start the season. And I think Mike Davis could certainly go out there and give you some serviceable running back value immediately. Absolutely. He's actually a really good waiver wire stash right now before the season begins or we get more news about J.K. Dobbins. Because if it comes out that he's not going to be ready for week one, everyone and their mother is going to be tripping over themselves to go get Mike Davis. Right. To go back to Zeus, um, real quick, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, do you see him having the Ramondre role? Since we're talking about that same OC. So Zamir White is that Zeus? I don't know his nickname. Sorry. Yeah, Zamir White. Sorry, that's a sick nickname. I didn't know he had a nickname. But anyway, Ramondre Stevenson role. Actually, yeah, I think that's actually a really good comparison. I think that we we're gonna see like a Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, 
his Amir White's Ramondre Stevenson and then Amir Abdullah to be like the James White of the backfield. That's kind of how I envision the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders backfield. I could be wrong, you know, obviously. Uh, but I absolutely think that this could be a pretty gross committee uh, where White and Jacobs and maybe even Amir Abdullah all have value. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out for sure. I, I appreciate it, fellas. Let's move on to another question here. Let's toss it over to Stanley, who's been waiting uh, very patiently. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Um, big fan, Luke. <clears throat> Thanks for the insight. Appreciate it, bro. So, topic of the day. Y'all know I'm about to ask. Trey Lance, how are you feeling on him, bro? Oh, God. I, oh. I, I got a bunch of shares of him. You know, I like him as a player. I like the offense. I like the weapons. He should be good to go week one. And he should have a good floor and a high ceiling. You're but that Jimmy Garoppolo should scare excited, me, man. man. I ain't gonna stop. Way too excited. Cooper, I am stoked about Trey Lance, man. Don't even, don't you dare even talk about <laughs> uh, But okay, listen, seriously, I would, I would actually love to get somebody up here who thinks that this is bad news for Trey Lance, or is it Jimmy Garoppolo truther for some reason? <laughs> I would love to debate you. That's but Trey me. Lance is the starter. This is Trey Lance's team. Kyle Shanahan has gone out of the way and said this is Trey Lance's team. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Garoppolo might have even said this is Trey Lance's team. Listen, they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo gone. They just could not find the market to get rid of him. So it just makes sense from an NFL team standpoint to sign him as a backup he got backup quarterback money let me say that again he got backup quarterback money not starting quarterback money backup quarterback money to be behind trey lance and if trey lance gets injured he'll be great trey lance insurance and he has incentives on his contract to say if he you know hits certain statistics uh you know he'll get extra money of course like any backup quarterback job in the nfl gets right Right. It's not going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo problem for Trey Lance in San Francisco. He's going to have a long leash. He's going to get a shot to start for the entire season. I am not concerned at all. You guys remember last year when everyone was panicking that the Eagles traded for Gardner Minshew behind Jalen Hurts? It's the same exact thing. I know it's a little bit different because Jimmy G was already on the team and was the starter last year, but it's a similar situation. You know, This is a quarterback who was not a top 30 quarterback in the NFL, backing up a young rookie, who, by the way, Trey Lance was the number three pick in the draft last year, guys. This is not some scrub. He's going to get the full opportunity here in San Francisco, and I do not have an ounce of worry that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to steal the job away from him. I actually made a bet with the guy on Twitter for, uh, I believe it was uh, three packs of Skittles and a king-size Snickers. That was his terms, not mine, uh, that Trey Lance is not going to get benched by week three. So I'm looking forward to getting my king-size candy in the mail. All right, toss it to Connor, and then we'll toss it over to Nick. What's up, man? Um, okay, so just to just to kind of play devil's advocate. Here comes Ben Shapiro. <laughs> do you think uh it's realistic for Trey Lance to come out week one and just play terribly, throw three picks, and then they like just bench him and start Jimmy G. No after that. I don't. I, really? I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think I, listen, I don't Connor, know. I mean this guy sat for the entire season last year. He was the number three overall pick that they traded up to go get. He's gonna get the opportunity to grow, to yeah, learn, but... to fuck up, make mistakes, and keep getting better and better. I just don't think he's gonna have a short leash. The only way I can see Jimmy G touching the field is if they wanted to use Trey Lance and Jimmy G in some funky packages where they both are on the field or something. But I just don't see it. Unless Trey Lance like, is injured or tweaks an ankle or something, like I just don't see him getting benched. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think that th- this team is ready to move on. Like they said in that presser a while ago, before they like started talking about trading Jimmy G, like 
this is Trey Lance's team now. You know, it's not Jimmy G's team anymore. This is Trey Lance's team. He's the starter. Jimmy G will be moving on and preparing like the backup quarterback. I just don't see a scenario where even if you, you want to go deeper here into another layer, you know, from a psychological perspective for your quarterback, you're not going to want to put him on a short leash and pull him and mix Jimmy in and do all this stuff because that could really mess up his confidence. I just don't think it's a good idea from pretty much any angle to get Jimmy G back in there. Like you got to get the kid a shot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking, like, may, like, what if we're wrong? What if Trey Lance is just bad? The and, only th- I should add, the for only that. scenario I think is, like, if he actually comes out and Trey Lance is a straight-up dumpster fire. Like, we're talking, like, six weeks straight of, like, Nathan Peterman, Josh Rosen-level abysmal quarterback play. Like, that is the only scenario where I see that hurting him. And if at that point, you know what, I'll just admit that the kid sucks. And that's fine. We'll move on. But, you know, from my process standpoint, I do not think that Trey Lance is going to be that bad. And I also don't expect him to be that good. I don't expect him to be a top 15 quarterback this year in the NFL. I just want him for fantasy because he's going to run the football. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just saying, if, you, if you're if you the 49ers and you see Trey Lance not playing the best, I feel like it's not that hard to just be like, okay, well, let me just get Jimmy G back in there. He brought us to a Super Bowl. like Of course. But know, I feel like, from again – the counter to that, I don't think it's a good idea to let your young quarterback who's learning, getting real first-team reps in, to be like, okay, you're messing up. Like, we're going to bench you for this veteran who we know sucks already. Like, yeah. it's bad I, for his confidence. It's bad for his growth. I don't and think, I feel I don't like think he has the to 49ers care about his confidence that much. <laughs> I think they just want to win. But Of course, of course. But, I again, I don't, I don't foresee a future where he plays so terribly to where they're going to be benching him. I mean, listen, it could happen. I yeah, there's it's like definitely a, a possibility. It's a possibility, but I think it's a very, very small one. And I think you could say it's the same thing for, like, any starting quarterback in the NFL, you know, if they suck so much. Like, if Ryan Tano came out later this season and did what we're talking about with Trey Lance doing where he threw, like, I don't know, like, four picks, like, three games in a row or whatever, maybe they give him Lake Wilson. You know, like, it's any any scenario in the NFL. This is not unique to Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Trey Lance is to Jalen Hurts as Jimmy G is to Gardner Minshew last season. We're panicking for no okay. reason. Just right the ship. It's going to be fine. And as long as he doesn't completely suck it up, he's going to play. And he's going to start the, the entire season. I, I'm not concerned, personally. I love uh, I, I love the come off the ledge that you're doing, Luke. <laughs> Shout out to you, Luke. Bro, Shout I'm trying, man. <laughs> people are freaking out. I, rightfully so. I, I get it, man. Like, I get it. You know, you know we just came off of space. Um, and shout out to you for, for hopping in there. And man, that space went nuts as soon as that trade went down. And Lindsay, really, l- luckily we had Lindsay OK on. She's a national reporter, and she she actually hopped off for like five minutes and went radio silent. And we didn't know what was happening, but I was like, I know Lindsay, and I was like, she might be getting a phone call right now of some sort. It's Monday. Yeah, didn't she say she, she got a call about a yep. very important quarterback? Yep, yep. <laughs> it literally she comes back, and Dave Richard just hopped on to. So it was perfect. It was like fantasy analysis with uh, you know, actual national reporting and kind of ins and out on it. And at, man, that was such a time. Shout out to Mark Chu for hosting the space. Um, yeah, man, that was crazy. And and, and Dave Richard, he. He got me nervous, man. Like, Dave immediately was kind of like, this kind of makes sense. And, you know, he hasn't looked that great other than to, uh, you know, the, the the receiver. What's his name? Uh, Is it Gray? 
what's his name? Is it Sony Gray or not Sony Gray? What's his name? Uh, the, the, Danny, the, the, Gray. Danny Gray. Yeah. So he's like, other than Danny Gray, he hasn't really done anything, which is kind of true. I I wouldn't worry about it though too much. Like I, I'm with you, Luke. I'm definitely with you as far as like you're now going to get him at a value. You're not going to probably go trade for him. I'd, I'd go out trade for him because especially if like you're in like a redraft that somebody's like they're in a super flex and they thought they were getting a guy that was higher and it was like, more excited about him. And now they're you can kind of dangle that kind of information out there. I, I don't know. I feel like now's the time to kind of pounce on that. And he's going to be a value. Look, the guy's going to rush for like 600 yards. I, I just, exactly. That alone, the thing he's going to save you. He's going to be a top one guy. Just that everyone, that everyone panicking about Jimmy Garoppolo, who we know is a bad quarterback or like a, a below average quarterback. I wouldn't say he's terrible, but he's not good. You know, and Trey Lance has not had a bad preseason. You know, and in every game we've seen him play, he has not sucked. You know, I view like you know last year he started a couple games, like two and a half games for the 49ers, and he was not bad. You know, like, and that's all we're talking about here. We're talking about a rookie quarterback or second-year quarterback coming into his first full year as a starter. We just need him to not absolutely poop his pants every single week. And as long as he does that, we'll be fine. And I don't think he's done that so far in his career. Every single time he started, he hasn't been bad. In the preseason, he hasn't been bad. We just need him to not be bad before he, for him to get benched. The and only way he gets benched is if he absolutely sucks. And I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I, I still don't think that – I think he could be bad. And th- this is his coaching staff, like – Jimmy G wasn't great last year, and we we're like, okay, when is Trey Lance going to go? When is Trey Lance going to go in? I'm sure some fantasy owners, me being one of them, like I had him on my roster the entire year, and I ended up keeping him in like the 13th round just because I'm like, okay, well, getting Trey Lance in the 13th. Now I'm still happy about it, but I'm not as confident. You know, I was like, man, I'm getting a you know QB one. I still think he's going to be a back in QB one just off the rushing alone. Hey, I have I have him as my QB seven, bro. Yeah, I had him at QB nine before all of this. I don't, I'm not going to move him. Maybe I move him a spot back one. Um, I know some people were saying like Carr might finish in there. I don't personally think Carr is going to be a top ten quarterback. He's never has been, even with Cooper, even with Crabtree. I know people are saying though Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, but I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. No, no disrespect to Devontae Adams, but this is what Rodgers does. He makes receivers. You know, like all of a sudden, Devontae's not going to go over there, and then all of a sudden, Carr's going to be supplementing uh, Trey Lance. I, I still firmly have Lance there based off of rushing alone. So he he's right there that Jalen Hurts, as long as he don't make too many mistakes. Exactly, Nick. That's what fine. I've been saying about Trey Lance all offseason. I argued it with everybody in circles all last offseason about Jalen Hurts. This is literally Jalen Hurts, too. It's literally the sequel. It's literally the sequel to Jalen Hurts, man. It's a rookie quarterback who started a couple games in his rookie year. Didn't get the start for the entire season. He's a rushing guy. He's a rushing guy. He's a rushing guy. He's not going to be good. He's not going to be good. He's not going to be good. Veteran quarterback comes in. Everyone's panicking. Guess what? He was a great fantasy quarterback last year. A really, really good one. And before he got his ankle injury, he was a top five quarterback for fantasy football. And guess what? Trey Lance is a better prospect than Jalen Hurts was by a lot. And guess what? He's in a way better situation than Jalen Hurts was last year by a lot. Last year, Jalen Hurts had Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard to throw to. This season, Trey Lance has Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle to throw to. And he has a better arm. And he's just as good as a rusher. Maybe a little bit worse, but just as good in my opinion. And he has a better coach. He has Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the better offensive coaches in the NFL. I mean, I just think, I don't understand the panic behind Trey Lance. It doesn't matter if he's going to be a good quarterback. 
Jalen Hurts was not a top 20 quarterback in the NFL last year in real life talent, guys. But guess what? They weren't panicking to bench him. They weren't panicking to say that he was going to be bad and all this crap. You know, he, he was great for fantasy. And Trey Lance is going to be good for fantasy. It's just, it's not hard to diagnose who's going to be good fantasy football quarterbacks, guys. Taysom Hill was good for fantasy football when he started as a quarterback. That man is garbage. That man cannot th- hit a boat, the side of a boat with a football. He is horrible. But guess what? He runs the ball, and that's all that matters. And he's good for fantasy. I just don't understand it. People need to stop overreacting, stop panicking, and just understand if you run the ball enough and you throw the ball and you're not horrible at it, you're going to be good for fantasy. It's not an, it's not a hard recipe to follow these days. Drew, what do you have for me? Uh, real quick, since we're talking Trey Lance and since we're talking Jalen Hurts, could Jalen Hurts be the sequel to Josh Allen now that he got A.J. Brown? A. And B. Could Trey Lance have the Josh Allen ceiling with that offensive talent? Like, you could be a legitimate wide receiver one based on the samples. I know they were small sample sizes. But he definitely, you know, he was right on the cusp of breaking out by every metric. Yeah, so I, I do think that uh, Jalen Hurts has a top five ceiling. Sorry, not top five ceiling, top three ceiling this year. Uh, I think the addition of A.J. Brown does very much feel like Josh Allen getting Stephon Diggs. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is also a lot worse of a real-life quarterback than Josh Allen. we got to remember that. Uh, I do think that we're going to see a bit of a level up in Jalen Hurts' passing stats, which obviously boosts his ceiling for fantasy. Love Jalen Hurts this year. He's my QB6. I think he's going to have a monster season. Been drafting him a lot this year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't see him in a similar tier to Josh Allen in terms of talent. I feel like that holds him back a little bit for me. Um, but I definitely think I could easily, you know, if I woke up from a coma tomorrow and he told me that Jalen Hurts finishes the QB1 this season, I'd believe you. You know what I mean? He has that in his range of outcomes for sure. If I woke up from a coma tomorrow and you told me that Trey Lance was the QB1, I'd be shocked. And I'd probably so, be doing backflips. But that's not going to happen. I think that Trey Lance has a top six ceiling, top five, maybe, if he has a really, really good year. Um, but I project him more as a top ten guy. Top ten guy, maybe so, top maybe maybe top three guy. If he, like QB3 is like his absolute ceiling this year, I would say. But Hertz definitely has QB1 within his range of outcomes. But I still give it up to Josh Allen as a lock for QB1, honestly. That man is just too good. That man is too good. But, yeah, I think both those guys have really high ceilings for sure. So, real quick, just to follow up off of what you said about A.J. Brown, right? Um, Are you fading A.J. Brown at ADP? Or is A.J. Brown a potential wide receiver one overall this season, given the Josh Allen corollary? with Stefan Diggs and the alpha wide receiver joining a quarterback and just becoming a target monster. Um, I don't think he has that under outcomes again, just because I think the passing work is not going to be as high there uh, in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to have a great role, obviously. And I think he's going to be a wide receiver one this season. Uh, but I think there's a big difference between, you know, Josh Allen level passing work ceiling and Jalen Hurts level passing work ceiling, just because I think there's a big talent gap there. But again, you know, we could see him make a jump this season. But that being said, I, I do like AJ Brown. He's my wide receiver nine this year. So uh expecting a big year for him for sure. I appreciate it, Drew. Uh so also to Steve, man. What's up? Hey, I wanted to play Devil's Advocate one more time with Trey Lance. Um, so I think Kyle Shanahan has a pretty big reputation as being one of the coaches not shy to ignore draft capital. We saw Brandon Ayuk uh, run himself into the doghouse for conditioning. And we saw Trey Sermon be a third round pick and be immediately supplanted by Elijah Mitchell. So 
Um, Kyle Shanahan is definitely in the, the mindset of winning football games. So I think the one time when you would start to worry with Trey Lance is if the 49ers have a, a rough start and Trey Lance isn't playing well. Sorry, I cut out for a second. What'd you say at the end there? I was saying, I think the one time where I would even start to worry about Trey Lance, I, I agree with you for the most part, like not cause for concern, but um, Jimmy G knows the system. Kyle Han- Shanahan is is wins focused. So if the 49ers have an abysmal start to the season and Trey Lance mm-hmm. isn't playing well, I would not be surprised at all if, if Kyle Shanahan pulls a plug. And then I'm sure behind the scenes you have to do your cleanup for morale and stuff for Trey Lance. But right. I don't think he's shy in trying to get the W's on the board if he thinks Lance is the is changing Lance is the answer. No, I totally understand that scenario. I think it is possible for that to happen for sure. I think I lean more towards the side of, you know, in order for that to happen, I think it would need to be an absolute catastrophe uh, for Trey Lance. And I just don't, you know, see that as a likely outcome. I think this is going to be something that is going to be very difficult for that to occur. Um, it's just yeah, tough, and- you know, because I, I think that Trey Lance is going to be just fine in the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah, and I... I think they have a pretty easy start to the schedule, too. So, like, it would have to be pretty bad. I mean, they play the Bears week one, and the Bears aren't the best. And I think their week two matchup is pretty easy. So, it's right. I, I think it's still stacked kind of in Lance's favor. But Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do agree. Um, I do agree with you that it's going to be not the easiest thing for Trey Lance to get off, like, off the ground, like, paying, playing as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. But I do think in general – um, that this is going to be a situation where he's going to be doing enough to not completely fuck everything up. And that's that's the most important thing, right? Um, I think as long as it doesn't go absolute dumpster fire, that trailer will be just fine. All right. Uh, I would love to toss it over to the boy Dot slash Luca and uh, see what he has to say, man. What's up? How's it going, Luke? Doing great, dude, as always. I'm cooking some steak right now, so I'm not sure if you could hear it, but uh, um, I had a trade offer. Um, wasn't too happy that I didn't get Traylon Burks, um, and I I don't really love having both Juju and Kelsey on my team, um, and my quarterback right now is Dak Prescott, so the trade offer was Traylon Burks, um, Pacheco, and Trey Lance for Juju and Penny. And I was wondering if what you think of that. So Pacheco and Juju for Trey Lance and Penny? Trey Lance, Burks, and Penny. Trey Lance, Burks, and Penny for Pacheco and Juju. I would want the Trey Lance side there for sure, in my opinion. Like get Trey Lance and Burks? Yeah, I would take that deal. Uh, I think that Pacheco is a very uncertain asset. I feel like yeah, he was kind of just like, uh, like a throw-in. But I yeah. just don't know. Like, I drafted Juju, like, two rounds before Burks, I think. Then he drafted per- Burks. And, like, I had – You cut out there, buddy. I cut out. out. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, you cut out. You cut out. What would you say? Oh, I'm saying, uh, like, does the upside of Burks, like, take away or, like, outweigh – the like downside of juju like do you know what i mean 
Um, no, I, I think that it's not a big deal at all. I honestly think that this trade is pretty big time in your favor. Um, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it at all, honestly. Because I think the value you're getting back with Trey Lance there on top is a big, you know, sweetener in that deal to the point where I think it's more than fair. I think you're making out just fine in this package. And also, I mean, in my rankings, again, I'm a big Traylon Burks truther, obviously. Um, but I mean, I have I have Burks and Juju in a similar tier in my rankings, honestly. So I mean, I think you're crushing this trade according to my rankings. Uh, but also, you know, things are very, you know, Juju's definitely safer than Burks. But I think the upside of Burks is great in this package. So I definitely lean the Trey Lance side for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thanks for the input. I was kind of leaning, yeah. leaning to decline the trade, but I have to rethink it. Hey, no problem, man. Yeah, also, don't, don't take my word as gospel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Enjoy the steak. All right, let's toss it over to Cisco. What's up, man? Hey, Luke. How's it going? Doing great. Uh, I just had a quick question. So, I, too, also got a trade offer. I have Kyler Murray, Michael Pittman Jr., and Damian Pierce. The other team is uh, the other person's offering Trey Lance, Saquon, and IU. I was kind of curious, like, to get, kind of get your thoughts and what you think about that. If I should take that trade or stick with my players. <laughs> so, Kyler, Pittman, and who? And Damian Pierce. Okay. For, they're, they're on my team. So, uh, for Lance, for, Saquon, and Ayuk. Yes. Ooh. Okay. So, you get a down, you get an upgrade at running back, a downgrade at quarterback, and a downgrade at wide receiver. Yeah. So, my, uh, Ooh, interesting. my, my RBs are Najee. And uh, Cordell Patterson, I have Damian Pierce, Pacheco. Um, those are like my main. Who are your wide receivers? Who are your wide receivers? Because you're, you're going to be getting a side so, upgrade here. I got, uh, so I got Pittman, Sutton, Deontay Johnson, uh, Christian Kirk, D-Hop. Okay, is it a start? Is it a start two wide receiver or a start three wide receiver league? Uh, start two. I would Burks, then I would take the bench. trade if it was a start three wide receiver league. I would lean the Klein so you have more depth of wide receiver. But I would take the trade there because you, you, then you would have Ayuk, Sutton, Deontay, and all those other guys still to contribute at wide receiver. And your running back room gets a significant upgrade there with Saquon Barkley. And I, I, yeah, I don't mind that trade at all. I think it's a good trade for you. Okay. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming out to the show. It means a lot. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's toss it over to John. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing great, man. I uh, just had a quick question. I know, uh, obviously, first and foremost, his health is the most important for uh, Brian Robinson. But with everything that's happened now, do you think that there's a scenario where he misses, you know, half the season, a year? And obviously, I know, you know, you're not a doctor. But if that were to happen, is there a scenario where – Gibson just absolutely balls out, you know, has a good season, and all the hype that was surrounded to Robinson just becomes nothing, and he's a mere backup, as most thought he was. Yeah, I, I just want to preface this with nobody knows how long Brian Robinson's going to be out still, so it's pretty hard for me to right. give advice on this that is, you know, justifiable. But I, let's say Brian Robinson's ha- out for half the season. Um, I think Antonio Gibson – Obviously, takes a bump in value, um, not considerably. I think he's still a dead zone running back um, that I don't love. I think he's his ceiling goes up for sure. But you know, in the meantime, I I'm kind of holding off on giving advice on Robinson just because we don't have all the information yet. But for now, I mean, yes, there is a scenario where Gibson's value goes up, 
Um, but nothing. I, I I don't think Ryan Robinson's value would decrease. I think when he whenever he comes back, uh, hopefully soon, um, he'll be just fine. So yeah, I'm not worried about Robinson's value. I mean, I think when he gets back on the field and hopefully he's playing at a, a high level again, um, I think he'll be great. So so you you still think he's a threat, definitely to Gibson's job then? Uh yeah, I mean I, I would say so. I mean I think it's a little harder now with him not likely to right. be available to start the year, but. Again, don't have all the information yet, so take it all with a grain of salt. But I appreciate the question. Toss it over to Connor real quick, see if he has anything to add. Connor. Um, I'm sorry. I was raising my hand so long, I kind of forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you just but... raised it like 30 seconds ago, bro. My bad. I got ADHD. So I was like over-reading some tweets about Miles Gaskin and, you know. Oh, you um, but, okay, so here's a question. Who do you think for Dynasty is your number one trade target before the season starts? It's a great question. Um, ooh, that's a tough one. I think I tweeted about this a, uh, a few days ago. I had a, I had a big target. I forget who it was. I'm blinking. Um, I think Rashad Bateman's a great one. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a really good one. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is a really good one. I love Amon Ra, obviously. Trey Lance is a big one for me, obviously. Trey Lance Burks is a big one for me. Uh, Brees Hall, I think, is a huge one. I think that Brees Hall, by the end of the season, is going to you know, shoot, be shooting up people's draft boards for next year and in dynasty value. Um, he might start off the season a little slower, but I think by the time the season's over, people are going to be looking at Brees Hall as a very good fantasy running back. Uh, so he's a really good uh, trade for target right now. Um, those are the ones that need to come off the, off the top of my head, but there are plenty more out there for sure. I appreciate it, Connor. Always being a G. All right, uh, Jason, do you have something else, man? Yeah. Uh, I definitely, th- just not to beat a dead horse, but uh, I definitely think there's no going back to Jimmy G uh, at this time. They just gave up too much draft capital t- to get him, and they definitely had a conversation when with him today or recently when he signed that new deal saying, hey, you know this is Trey's team. And he's probably fine with that because he probably doesn't want to pick his family up and move somewhere where he's just going to be a backup somewhere right. else for less money. So I, I actually think this is a win-win for everybody. Jimmy G walks at the end of the year, and he can go look to be a starting quarterback next year. And let's face it, San Fran's going to be good. So maybe he has an opportunity to get his run, and he stays there. And, you know, if something happens to Lance, he can step in injury-wise. I think the biggest thing with Trey Lance is that he hasn't played a whole season of football in three years. So that's what's going to be interesting to me is he hasn't played, but last full season he played was 2019. Um, So he only played one game in 20, and I think he played two games last year. So, But my question to you, Luke, is this. What are your fantasy expectations? What what are your uh, expectations this year stat-wise for George Pickens? Let's hear what you got. Man, that's tough. I don't really understand. I don't really do projections off the top of my head very well, like catches, yards, touchdowns. Um, but I think he definitely, at his ceiling, could be a top 24 wide receiver. Um, I think he's a legitimate talent. I've seen enough from him in the preseason. I've Every single day at training camp, he was making plays. Like, I did not see a one negative report about that man during Steelers training camp. And I'm a Steelers fan. Like, I'm very plugged into their news. Not a single negative report. And I'm not trying to say that from a place of bias. Uh, I say it from a place of I'm very tapped up in this team and everyone is all over George Pickens. Everyone thinks he's a legitimate talent. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's definitely going to outscore Chase Claypool this season for fantasy football production. 
Um, I could definitely see him being a top 24 wide receiver. I think his floor is more towards like the wide receiver 40 range. Um, I think he's a very good wide out this season who is being really undervalued in fantasy drafts, honestly. I think he definitely should be a top 40 wide receiver in everyone's rankings. You think we could see 65 catches, 900 yards, and probably 8, 9 TDs? Oh, yeah. I definitely think that's within his range of outcomes. I, the touchdowns are pretty high there, but I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely possible for him. I think he could see a decent amount of volume. I think he'll get a good amount of yardage, and I think he could become a go-to target for Mitch Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, man, thanks. Thank you so much. All right, let's toss it over to uh, Joshua. What's up, man? Just wanted to say, hey, what's up, Luke? Uh, and talking about Pickens, whenever I hear that name, I shudder because I'm a Bears fan, and I swear he fell right into our lap. Dude, I know. I'm really him. good friends with the Bears fan. I have no idea how you guys didn't take George Pickens when he was on the board there. My no goodness. idea. Yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to say. But I, I did want to say I, I'm very uh, conservative, I think, on Pickens this year. I mean, he's amazing, and he he's looked really good in camp and uh, in preseason. But I do think because, you know, Deontay Johnson is still there and, uh, you know, you still have Claypool, who I'm a little bit out on. But, you know, in terms of targets to go around, I don't know, you know, how much there is left for Pickens. But I guess it'll kind of determine or be depend on how much uh, pass volume the Steelers will have. But I don't see them passing quite as much this season as opposed to when Ben was slinging it. Right, for sure. I mean, I totally understand the concerns about volume, QB play, and whatnot, but I just think that I'm honestly just betting on the talent for George Pickens to rise to the top, and I think that he has the talent to potentially do that. So I think I'm very interested in George Pickens this year. Uh, but to make things uh, short, let's toss it over to uh, Cubby, who is a 49ers fan, um, by his profile picture there. And I'm, I'm interested to see what he has to say about Jimmy, Lan- uh, Jimmy Lance, <laughs> Jimmy Crapple, and Trey Lance. Oh, uh, hey, what's going on, Luke? So, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't hate it. I mean, Trey, obviously, you know, there's a lot of reports about how he isn't necessarily setting the world on fire. And, you know, we see him in preseason, you know. He can move around. But, you know, the team is built to win right now. So if he stumbles, if he gets hurt, you know, he's a running quarterback, you know. Jimmy being around is not a bad thing at all. But. I will also say this. I mean, lowering the cap number um, also makes him more tradable. So I don't know if that's what's in the cards or if he's actually meant to be the backup. And I also the angle that I see it from Cubby from the 49ers perspective is that I think they're keeping him and try to have him and walk as a free agent and try to get a comp pick for him. That's what I think they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, that was something that they talked about. Um, months ago is like, even if we hung on to him all season, you know, we're going to get a comp pick, you know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, I just want to ask you just straight up here. Do you think that Jimmy G is a problem for Trey Lance if they're both healthy? Uh, you know, with the structure we have in place with the character of the team, I would like to think not, but it's awful tough to make that guarantee. You know what I mean? Trey's right. just a young guy, and he's got Jimmy, who's had a lot of success, looking over his shoulder if he sticks. that's that. I can see that being tough on the kid, but, uh, you know, at the same time, maybe it pushes him. Maybe it, maybe it gives him the motivation that he needs to sure. to, to, to do what we picked him for. Um, I, hey, I just want to say, 
you know, a, a dynasty buy right now, somebody that wasn't mentioned, I would say like DK Metcalf just because of the quarterback situation yep. this Great year. Great one. People might not be really, you know, they might not want to sit through what might they might have to suffer through this year. So, you know, they might be willing to move him for a lot. Like last year, you couldn't get him, <laughs> you know, so we'll, you right. know, yeah. Appreciate it, Kobe. Thank you, man. Yeah, no All problem. Right, let's toss it over to uh, Mark. she has been waiting for a long time. Sorry, Mark. I didn't know if you had anything you wanted to say for a while. What's up, man? No, it's all good, Luke. Thanks for hopping in earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of fun uh, popping in there for a little bit. It was a good time. Yeah, and, and you know, with this whole Jimmy G conversation, I said earlier that, that I, I do still believe in him through all this. Um, and that, again, with the, with the contract situation, uh, with it being a lower cap number, plus it being a no-trade clause, it really opens up a number of possibilities. Obviously, there's the comp pick at the end of the year, but if there's a desperate team that is still competing, they can still reach out and maybe find Jimmy G and and maybe try to use him to make a playoff push or, a, or I mean, we know he's probably going to get you short of a Super Bowl, but some teams, you know, getting to the Super Bowl is, is a huge thing. So uh, there's a lot of different things that can happen with that with this contract that, um, I mean, really, it's, it's, it is a win-win for everybody. But as far as Trey Lance is concerned, uh, no, I don't think that he's I, – I really don't think that he's going to be – it's going to be a problem. Jimmy G is going to be a problem for Trey Lance um, because ultimately, you know, you see a guy like Jalen Hurts who's drafted in the second round and, uh, and you look at the same – you know, a profile like, like that being drafted in the first by a Shanahan offense – um, you know, you worry a little bit about that offensive line, but maybe that makes more of a scrambling situation. So for fantasy, I really don't see a problem there. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's the, the Jimmy G contract is, is good for everybody. I think at the end of the day, uh, coming out of that, coming out of that conversation. And one more thing I did want to make a note of is you know, Dave, Dave Richard had said, Oh, I'm, I'm moving off a of Trey. It sounded like he was saying I was moving off a of Trey Lance, but his first point really was, just don't reach for him, you know. Like this is the this is the opportunity not to reach for him in your fantasy leagues and just get him at a get him at a value. Oh, I'm going to anyway. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm no, kidding. There, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I I mean, I'm in love with Trey Lance. No, I'm just so, kidding. I, I would never draft him before round seven at the earliest. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, in, in super flex leagues, like go with God if you want to, you know, if you want to, if you want to draft him in the first round, there's no reason you shouldn't draft him in the first round. In so. a super flex league, yeah, that's different, yeah. absolutely. But in a, in your standard one QB, I definitely am waiting to his ADP for sure. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I, I I totally agree with your points. I think that this is a great time to get a value on Trey Lance for sure. Yeah. Hey, I've got I've got one quick thing for you because I'm doing I'm doing a I'm doing the, a big brother fantasy league right now. Uh, and it's 19 teams, so I want to see if I want to see if you want to help me make a pick here. All right, 19 teams. How does that Nine, work? 19 teams, and it's super flex to boot, so it's it's a it's a beast. I am drafting in the 18 spot. Um, I'll give you my team real quick. I've got Kirk. I, I started with Justin Jefferson at 18. Can't believe he fell that far. No quarterback in the yeah. first round in an 18. Justin team. 19 Jefferson. Teams Justin Je- hold on, hold on. Just wait for it, Luke. Just wait for it. Okay. So we had Justin Jefferson. Turn it back around. Got Kirk Cousins in the second round. Okay. Then we came back with DJ Moore, Mike Williams. My first running back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I ended up with Mitch Trubisky. And right now, I am staring at DeAndre Hopkins and George Pickens, and God, do I want to take George Pickens. Interesting. I just don't like that you don't have a good, reliable QB2 because, I mean, Mitch will be fine for fantasy. I definitely think he'll be serviceable, but I just don't know. 
I I used to think that we're gonna see we were gonna see Mitch play like eighty five to ninety percent of the games this year, but with how good Kenny Pickett was in preseason, I feel like it could be less. But I'm honestly not sure. Sure, um, I think it's a good value for sure. Could you get Pickett too? I he's still available. I think yeah. So but I'm I'm probably. To be honest, this is the, the way I'm thinking about this is, again, it's 19 teams and it's an eliminator. So one team's going every week. I'm not going to try and go for every quarterback. But okay, right. If I, it, was, I, if I it like, wasn't an eliminator, I probably would say to get picket two. So you just locked up the quarterback there. So you guaranteed to have two. No, uh, with no, it being I'm an eliminator going that, for like, ceiling. Which is my QB three. Ultimately, I'm saying after the eliminator takes a few teams away, I'm hoping that Mitch is eventually just my QB three. Right. Oh, um, oh, 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 yes, absolutely. Yeah, that changes the strategy a lot for sure. So, so yeah, so I'm really, but with all the, you know, with this league being so deep, I running back is dead. I was, I got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and by the time it came back around, there was nobody left. So ultimately, it's, it's receivers or bust. I, I like the upside of Hopkins right now. Um, but, you know, with Pickens getting a stack there and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how in a league like this that might work. Right. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Mark, I appreciate you stopping by, man. I really do. I want to try to get a question from Drew here and Paul before we have to wrap up here in five minutes. Dude, the space that you had earlier was amazing. How'd you, how'd you nail and net those guests? Did you hit them in the DMs? Oh, Stan and uh, Nick Stan got, gets, gets it all for me. Like, I, I mean, like I, 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 I do mock drafts every week and I pull a lot of different guests going forward. And so I, I'll pull people together, but it's, I, I'm not, I'm not really all, I'm still very new to these spaces and all that. So That's awesome, man. yeah, but, but it's, it's been great. Ultimately, I really try my best out here. You know, I'm not great at Twitter. I'm not great at tweeting or any of right, that. Like, right. Ultimately everything I do out here is I try to like bring everybody together and like, and bring, you know, bring people to me so I can talk to them and like, you know, get, get to show my personality that way. So I'm all about bringing new people on and, you know, get some of it's, you know, I, I met Marcus Grant at the draft this year somehow. And, and then, and then at, and then back again at the, the fantasy expo. And so he's, you know, I'm part of 32 bit. And, and so is he, so we, you know, we started there. And, and so it's just been kind of snowballing that we build these panels um, and it's been going great. That's awesome, man. Sorry, I keep doing this thing where I, I navigate away to like text somebody or something, and I forget to unmute my microphone. No, no problem. <laughs> thank you, Luke. Thank you so much for having Mark, me. Mark, thank you, man. It was really great to talk to you earlier, and it was great to talk to you again here, man. I'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you want to come on, man. Yeah. Same to same to you, man. Same to you. Have a great night, Mark. All right, let's toss it over back to Drew, and we'll try to get through these last couple questions here from Drew, and then one more from Paul, and then that hey, should bring us I'll home. I'll be real quick, uh, again, Luke. guys. This will be. Thank yeah, go ahead. you go ahead, so go much ahead. for having me. Um. Privately, there's a DM for you to follow up on some things we've been talking about. Now, for sure. personally, I have a lot of Kenny Pickett. How soon do you think he starts? Um, I think it's pretty impossible to guess, honestly. I think that he's not going to start until at a minimum, like week six. Um, I think that we're going to see Mitch Trubisky out there for a while this season. And unless Mitch really starts to struggle, I feel like he could start for the entire year, honestly. Um, it, there's a large range of outcomes there because if Mitch Risky plays really well, I don't think he needs to be benched. You know, I mean, the Steelers are in the business of winning, and I think that they they don't really have pressure to roll Kenny Pickett out there, especially with Mitch Trubisky like be going into the season as the QB one already. So there's no need for him to be supplanted. 
if he's playing well. Um, but I do think that if things get rocky, Pickett could start the majority of the games this year. If, you know, if Trubisky's playing poorly through five games, the Steelers start like one and four, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to pivot to Pickett for a game or two to see how he plays. I appreciate it, Drew. Thank you so much, man. All right, let's toss it over to Paul. Paul is the homie. He's always in the spaces. What's up, man? How we doing? Walking back home from the gym. Good let's workout. go. Do you get the pump in tonight? You get the pump yep. in tonight? What we work out? What we work out? What we do? Yep. Was uh, working out the uh, biceps today. If you can't hear me, I'm walking oh, under a bridge. a boy, working out the biceps. You wearing a muscle shirt on the way home? Yep, and uh, I learned how to do uh, preacher curls uh, properly. Apparently, I was going too far down on my... Um, I was going too far down, and I'm supposed to keep my uh, muscles more contracted, and it's supposed to be like a 90-degree lift. Things I've learned today, you know. This man is getting absolutely shredded. Love to see it, Paul. Yep. So um, I just got offered a trade. Um, it's Khalil, uh, Khalil Herbert for a third-round pick. And I'm like, wait a second. Is something happening with Khalil Herbert? Is he only worth a third-round pick? And uh, if, um, if I were to take the trade, the guy that I would be dropping would be Jamison Crowder. So... What would you rather have, um, Khalil Herbert or Jamison Crowder in a third-round pick? I would rather have Jamison Crowder in the third-round pick, honestly. I think that – I think I would rather just take a random third in general for Khalil Herbert just because I feel like his upside's super limited unless David Montgomery gets injured. I don't think he's ever going to be a starting running back somewhere, um, again, unless David Montgomery gets injured. So I think I would rather take the third in general there. But then also, Jameson Crowder is a player that, you know, has standalone value of some, of some kind. You know, he's not great, but he's not nothing, you know, and I think that's more important uh, than getting just the third. So, yeah, I think I prefer the third and Crowder side for me. All right. If it was if it was just if it was just a third in Khalil Herbert, would you take that? It's is, probably it a, a is it a 2023 third? 2023 third. It's like the third best team in the league's third round pick. Yeah, I would take the third still. I would. Really? I think it's yeah. I think it's just better upside. I think it, I just think it is. You know, a, a, a third round rookie pick. I think could turn into something better than Khalil Herbert. Um, absolutely. I mean, obviously the hit rates are low. You know, I'm not ignorant to that fact, but I think that Khalil Herbert's not going to win you the league again unless, like, you know, God forbid, David Montgomery like tears his Achilles tomorrow, a la John Wall in his house. Uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be the David Montgomery show there in Chicago. And I think that, uh, you know, I think you should go get the third. I think you should get the third. All right, I appreciate it, Paul. Let's toss it over to Joshua real quick, and then we'll toss it back to uh, – we'll toss it to Corey, and then we'll get out of here. Could I just make a quick comment on that Herbert Absolutely. for the third? I would definitely keep Herbert. Um, I know that he is a backup right now to Montgomery, and I think just as a Bears fan, one thing I'm excited to see is, uh, you know, when Montgomery was down last season for a little bit, Herbert came in, ran really well. Uh, you know, in, in the offense. And so I think he's worth holding on to. Um, I know you can't really go out and get a second for him. A third is probably the best you can get. But I do think kind of even what, for the reason that you mentioned, the importance of the running back in all teams, but especially in Chicago, uh, that Herbert could actually probably carve out a role alongside David Montgomery. I think that you're not going to see Montgomery handing quite as much of the load as he has been in the last couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would definitely hold Herbert on that one. That's kind of just wanted to make a comment on that. Well, there you go. There's another opinion there for you. All right, let's toss it over to Corey real quick, and then we'll get out of here. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much, man. Thanks for taking me on. It's late. but um, Absolutely, bro. Uh, man, Damian Pierce, I'm starting to get trade. 
Uh, Bro, you, this man comes on here every time I do a show and just talks about Damian Pierce. That's it. <laughs> well, the situation changes up every time. It so does. It, I, I was gonna, I was gonna keep him, but I got a Damian Pierce and Cortland Sutton for Cam Akers offer, and I'm like, man, I know what Cam Akers is. He's solid, but what if I could be trading away gold, a gold mine? What do you think right. on that, man? So what, what's the trade? It's Cam Akers for Damian Pierce and what? Or what is the trade? For, I have Pierce and Sutton. And uh, the person that's trading is, giving, is would be giving me uh, Cam Akers. Uh, I definitely would hold Pierce and Sutton person. I think Sutton's in for a big time year this season for Denver. He's a top 15 wide receiver in my rankings. Pierce could be just as good, if not better, than Cam Akers could be at this season, too. You never know. You know, I'm not a big Cam Akers guy in general this season. Coming off an Achilles injury, I think Daryl Henderson is going to make this uh, backfield a little bit more murky than people would anticipate. I think in general, uh, we're going to, you know, see more murky production out of the Rams' backfield than people would anticipate in general. Awesome, man. That's all I got. I appreciate you, Corey. Thank you so much for coming out, bro. And I'll see you again next time to talk about more Damian Pierce, baby. I love it. <laughs> love it, man. All right, guys. That'll do it for the Fantasy Football Radio Hour tonight. If you joined in late or if you got here early and you missed the end or, end or whatnot, or you just want to listen to older shows, uh, this episode will be streaming tonight, I think, at about 9 o'clock. I'll schedule it out for. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll be streaming on all podcast platforms. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye.